0: Welcome to What to Drink Podcast, where we pair anything and everything with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer, Bobby Deason.
1: Welcome to What to Drink, where our mission, of course, is to pair anything and everything. And And everywhere. And and everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Let's try it again. I'm just (laughs) And we're going to pair with flair. So, uh, Bobby, I'm thinking today... I've got a little hankering for the outdoors. Yeah. I feel like uh, we've been cooped up. You know, it's been... Long days in the office. Long days in the office. Editing. editing. Recording. Editing. Editing. Teaching editing. We need to go onboarding. get some fresh air, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And we also need to drink something good. So what I'm thinking today is, our pairing is, what to drink in a national park. And I'm thinking we need to drink some mm-hmm. Redwood Empire... Specifically, the Lost Monarch whiskey. What yes. do you think about that? Good call on that. <laughs> very. Sp- I had a vision last. I had a <laughs> very dream. specific, very dialed. Yeah, in. I said it. we need to get bust out of this office <laughs> and head to the closest national park. Now, unfortunately, mm. Georgia doesn't have a national. We know it's Smoky Mountain, probably. Yeah, that would be the closest. We yeah. could do that. It's probably four to six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Four. Or five. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we don't have the budget for that. Maybe we just go to the parking lot and we yeah. can have some Google images and yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> pretend like we're in a national park. <laughs> But this is the perfect whiskey for the National Park system. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if you can actually bring alcohol. Our special guest today could probably answer that question. I'm not sure if we could bring alcohol into the oh. National Park. What do you think, Lauren?
0: Oh, I'm nervous to give an answer because what if it's wrong? And <laughs> the park rangers are on and the line.
1: <laughs> Smokey busts through the door. Oh,
0: my goodness. I mean, False. I want to say it happens regardless of whether it's legal or not.
1: So you're suggesting, let me get this on the record no. here, Lauren Patz, head distiller of Redwood Empire Whiskey, is suggesting that you hide your whiskey when you're oh. going into the, is that right?
0: I wouldn't say hiding, but like, do you need to disclose?
1: Uh, ooh, that's, that's fair. Some overzealous park ranger coming in. I think what Lauren Patz is saying is put it underneath your vehicle and stow it somewhere in a secret uh, maybe a secret cabinet or something, right?
0: Well, if there's two things you need for a successful trip into a national park, it's duct tape yes. and whiskey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We've got you on the record now. So, and let me just officially introduce you because I just, I very rudely just went straight into asking you questions, but...
0: Made me commit a felony. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Smoke, like I said, Smokey's going to come after us. <laughs> Big Smokey. Uh, but Lauren Patz, the head distiller for Redwood Empire, welcome to What to Drink. Thank you for being with us today.
0: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here, excited to talk whiskey, excited yeah. to talk national parks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're okay with our pairing? You're you're good with it, with the national parks?
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there's any uh, brand, any whiskey to be drinking with trees, yeah. it's mm-hmm. ours. I mean, we're named after trees. We right. plant a tree for every bottle. So it's like, I think you couldn't have made a better pairing.
1: Well, I just can't, I can't stop thinking about, this is kind of silly, but just having a glass of this whiskey and <laughs> sitting and staring at a redwood tree. Mm. I think I could do that for... At least two or three hours, I feel like. What do you think? Yeah, totally. And then you can walk around the tree after a little bit because there's so. sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) I'm saying like a lawn chair and I'm just taking in the majesty.
0: Well, there is uh, kind of this uh, Japanese pastime of tree bathing. And uh, so you walk under the trees and you bathe kind of like in their energy and their Ah, presence. Uh, So it's a thing. And uh, and I think everything is made better by the addition of whiskey. So oh, you're on the sure. right. You're on the right track on well, the right study, path.
1: Studies have shown that just a couple minutes in the woods every day is very good for your mental health. There's mm-hmm. some sort of I don't know if it's uh, dopamine or serotonin or whatever, but yeah. it really it really triggers you. And so does whiskey. So I think yeah, we're on the right. It's two for one. We're on the right. It just gives path. that
0: an exclamation point. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so so let's talk about you a little bit, and then we're going to talk about the whiskeys that you make. But I was reading your bio a little bit. You. You come from winemaking roots, right? I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I recognize your last name as well as the master distiller. He had a, He's a duck horn, right? So That's correct. Like, yeah. So, you know, I'm a, I was a wine guy originally. I kind of perked up. I go, oh, okay, I know some of those names. <laughs> so you also taught English in Japan. Was that Jet Program? It was Jet. Okay, Jet. Mm-hmm. jet. And then you worked at a chocolate factory. <laughs> I was reading your bio. What, what, what how, I mean, why are you in this? Is what this happened? in sequence?
0: We, yeah, it okay. is in sequence actually. Okay. Yeah. Probably, it's, most
1: distillers, this is the path they take. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all find our own way. I mean, I know we have 30 minutes, so yeah. I don't want to get too into it, but um, it was the natural progression of things, believe it or not. Um, I studied classical medieval studies in Japanese in college, decided that, of course, I was going to be going to Japan after college. Right. While there, I discovered a true love of candy making oh. because there is no ovens. Um, it's not part of kind of the culinary culture there. And so like baking was not really kind of on the table. And I it had very much enjoyed that um, while I was in the U.S. And so I started doing like confections, toffee, mm-hmm. caramel, marshmallow, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so when I moved back to the United States, I thought I was going to open my own confectionery company. Oh, But I started working in a chocolate factory. And my role there was to do pairing. So I'd pair chocolate and cheese, beer, oh. wine. Mm. It was awesome. And uh, inevitably the request came up to pair spirits. And I always like kind of coming um, to something from a place of knowledge. So I started doing my due diligence, my research into how to taste spirits, you know, how to talk about them, what even are they? Uh-huh. And um, and so I was like, wow, this is the coolest. And <laughs> I think maybe this is a direction that I'm interested in Boring.
1: Very That's cool. So cool. And I guess, you know, whiskey would have some of the most complimentary pairings to chocolate and toffee, right? Or with some of those same mm-hmm. aromas? You that? couldn't
0: be more right.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like was that Yeah, yeah.
0: That <laughs> was a softball. Yeah. Um, I, you know, oftentimes people think of like dark chocolate and red wine, but they both mm-hmm. have like a very similar tannin structure that can be compatible. not always, but sometimes they cancel each other out and you really limit the amount that, and the depth that you can go with either one of those, mm-hmm. um, when you're having them at the same time. Right. So I think, um, with, uh, with whiskey and honestly, milk chocolate in particular, they mm-hmm. go really well together. The lipids and the milk chocolate, the, the so, so
1: less tannin, I guess less than tannin. The ch- okay. Yeah.
0: And then, um, there's a coating that happens when you're eating milk chocolate and the whiskey just like smacks that away. Oh,
1: do we have uh, some milk chocolate? Uh, on Give me? It, Am I holding Hershey's <laughs> off me right now? Always. Always be <laughs> like holding. There's always just a melted poop <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> right. what, what if I, how impressed would you guys have been if I, I just went, a, yes, like Braveheart, William Wallace pulling out the sword, you know, it's just like but it, Hershey's. But it was people. a warm, a warm, like, <laughs> I'd have to pass.
0: I mean, it is a podcast. You could have pretended,
1: that yeah, that's what that's happened. <laughs> Connor just pulled a Toblerone out. Of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That's crazy. No, that would be uh that would be really good. I was just thinking so when you said the lipids too, it reminds me of like steak and cabernet, right? Like mm-hmm. the fat from from yes. the steak will coat your tongue. Yes. And then makes the wine less tannic and smoother and whatnot. Is Natural that protection. the same interaction that's happening with milk, chocolate, and whiskey? Definitely. Yeah.
0: Similar, it's not just tannins, although tannins obviously are a big part of the flavor of whiskey, mm-hmm. but also just the higher alcohol content. I mean, if you're somebody who is kind of just getting into whiskey or building up your tolerance for higher ABV it can help when you pair it with something that has like the natural coating and protection in your on your cool. tongue and your mouth
1: i just figured it out yeah. it's what to drink with s'mores because mm. you're maybe in the okay you know yeah maybe it's Ooh. marshmallows and chocolate and graham crackers would that be good with the whiskey <laughs> definitely <Yeah.
0: laughs> i'm a s'mores fanatic yeah. so like i i'm all for that
1: we might change the mid mid episode change the name of the episode to what to drink with s'mores because yeah. you're in the national park yeah so that's a so, caveat you're same, in the national park same yeah. same yeah Okay. You, yeah. Do
0: they allow fires in they national don't allow, parks?
1: So you're going to have to keep <laughs> well, the marshmallows. <laughs> Lauren will let us sneak in firewood. And...
0: Definitely not in California. Kindling. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. You heard it here, folks. Lauren Patz, <laughs> distiller of Redwood Empire, says bring in a Duraflame, <laughs> bring in as many lighters as you can find. Light
0: everything on fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got a little bit about, about your bio. I want to mm. know, what's your mission in the beverage world?
0: Like my personal yes. philosophy? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just want to make good stuff. I mean, first and foremost, I want to make good things that I enjoy that other people enjoy, but I do have kind of like a, a deeper goal, a deeper, um, hope for my presence within this uh, industry. And that is that when somebody, you know, thinks the word distiller, they don't automatically assume they don't have a vision of a man right. in overalls with a beard. I love men in overalls with beards, <laughs> but I just don't want the first thing that pops into your head to be that.
1: Yeah, right. for yeah. sure. That's great. Cause there's not a ton of women distillers proportionally, right? I mean, I guess.
0: There's certainly more of us now than there have been in the past. Some women doing some amazing things, not just on the distilling side, but kind of like throughout the the spirits uh, industry. Yeah. And um, I just want to see that continue. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I want to talk about making, I want to talk about Redwood Empire and, you know, the Redwood Empire, you would consider that, the Redwood Forest, right, over it. So we're talking kind of from south south of San Francisco up to oregon basically or what, are, what
0: i mean you got it you don't even yeah. need me here you know, know all the sorry. information <laughs> Yeah, it's uh the redwood empire is the name of a location and it is right from mere woods so right outside of san francisco all the way up to the oregon border and it's the only place in the world where coastal redwoods grow and one of the coolest things about coastal redwoods uh is that they get the majority if not all of their water from fog instead of from oh. the soil so it's in these kind of like very um, misty, you know, spaces that lead to this very magical vibe. If you've ever kind of walked, it's always very quiet. Yeah. They're, you know, incredibly tall. Uh, and uh, and of course, there's always kind of like the fog and the mist that just hangs out with you.
1: I think the Pacific Northwest is the prettiest area of the United States yeah. region Mm. Yeah. And the air, I think, is the cleanest there. Mm. And you touch back down back in Atlanta, you go, there's that smog. <laughs> <laughs> the air is haze that just hangs.
0: It's pretty beautiful here. Yeah. I, I I just love how green it is right now where, you know, in California, or even in Northern California where we are, it's just like golden hills, right? Because everything's yeah. uh-huh. so dry outside
1: of the redwood forest. Sure.
0: Um, and so, like, coming here, everything is so verdant and green and vibrant, and I'm just like, oh, I love it.
1: <laughs> you know that Atlanta has more trees per capita than any other city. Yeah. We're a tree city. City of the trees, right? Yeah. That's the nickname.
0: It must be a match made in heaven then for <laughs> yes, our brand.
1: Exactly. <laughs> great pairing. S'mores. We do a lot of s'mores here and we do a lot of tree watching. It's great. Uh, so, uh, but that, that climate. So, you know, we, we see a lot of whiskey from Kentucky and Tennessee. How does, how does it differ? Because you're, you're distilling in the Russian River Valley, basically, right? So you're mm-hmm. in, in Sonoma. The the weather is different. The angel angel share has got to be different. Well, how is it different mm-hmm. in that part of the world?
0: It's a much softer maturation process. There isn't quite as much loss um, because we don't have these like really intense changes in humidity and temperature. So it's much more temperate uh, climate overall. We're very close to the ocean. The distillery is like about thirty minutes away from the Pacific Ocean, and um, and like maybe ten. 20 minutes away from the Russian River so we have a lot kind of protecting us from extreme uh, changes to uh, to heat and it's always been very dry um, from where we're at. So there really isn't quite as much loss. There isn't as, um, fast of an extraction from the tannin component of the wood. So part of what you're looking for during aging is the movement of the alcohol in and out of that barrel. So it can deposit things that you're wanting to remove from your liquid. And of course, pick up things that you're wanting to have flavor profile wise in your finished product. And so one of the things that we do for our grain to glass uh, side of the process is like for our bottled and bond, we do a five year instead of the minimum four years just to give it the extra little bit of time. Also, our um, overall proof uh, tends to be a little bit lower. Um, our philosophy, distilling wise, is to kind of provide a little bit of a softer, a little bit more subtler expression of flavor. So we go in at a slightly lower proof, barrel entry proof wise. Straight off the the still, we add a little bit of water and then uh, stick it in barrel, and then it stays pretty low during the uh, the aging process. Nice,
1: mm-hmm. kind of a, that's the West Coast style.
0: Perhaps, West Coast style, right? Yeah. Which is
1: like a little. It's mellow. So, um. yeah, l- low and slow, right? Or it takes a little bit. A little
0: Certainly bit. for us, that is the case. Yeah, yeah. I feel like West Coast style is like, you know, we are the Wild West. We're going to do whatever yeah. we want. Like, <laughs> we don't care about tradition. Yeah. We don't get, no, right. we care about those things. But like, I don't think we're necessarily bound by them in the right. same way that more traditional whiskey regions are. There's different levels of expectation for whiskey coming out of Kentucky uh, and Indiana than what is expected for California. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a little bit more Freedom for us to uh, to try some different things, and honestly, to have a different flavor profile.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. speaking of flavor profiles, let's let's taste yeah. this flavor profile. We're uh, tasting the Lost Monarch, and every bottle has a different has a unique name. Tell us a little bit about that. What is the Lost Monarch? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So each of our SKUs are named after actual redwood trees. After a redwood tree gets to a certain age, aka a thousand years, and uh, you know, ridiculously amount of uh, of height, we give it a name. And so uh, Lost Monarch is one of the trees uh, that we decided to name our blended whiskey after. So this is our blended whiskey. Historically, I feel blended whiskey has gotten a bit of a bad reputation. It's been a space for people kind of like toss mistakes or like (laughs) put lower quality stuff into. But um, right now it's having a wonderful renaissance of quality because people are using it to um, explore creativity and to be innovative this is a rye bin. so it is fifty-five percent rye and forty-five percent bourbon, and it is one hundred percent delicious.
1: I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if it's if it's more for a rye guy or, or, or a bourbon pal. Um, but yeah, yeah, it could be. I think it could satisfy both palates, right?
0: That's the Mm -hmm. trick. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It kind of spans um, the preference scale. It has a real versatility to it. So in terms of like your back bar or whatever, it can go into kind of the more savory or spicy that you might add rye to, but it Mm -hmm. also can play in that bourbon space as well.
1: cocktail And also good on its own and great in cocktails because it's going to come through.
0: I think it's a mistake for any spirit to say that it shouldn't be mixed into a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> but absolutely you want anything that you put into a bottle to be able to be drunk straight out of it.
1: Sure. I'm just enjoying the uh bouquet here. It's really, really and I think this would be great with s'mores. Mm. And watching trees yeah. in mm-hmm. the national park. Tree bathing. And can you tell us a little bit? You got John Muir here on the on every label. Some it's <clears throat> We'll have a we have a picture of the the label on you know the podcast cover photo everyone take a look at it because it really these i don't know who does the artwork but these it's are really cool. fantastic uh,
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, it's a it is a Lequard artist out of uh, Petaluma, but I don't.
1: What a definition, though. Off the top of my head, who it is? <laughs> we'll, we'll throw we'll, we'll throw that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll be me. Uh, I'll we'll re-edit and I'll say it, in your voice. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll say her name. Uh, but no, but so John Muir is in every different bottle yeah. depicted doing something <laughs> in he's, nature. So, he's so the
0: father. He's definitely yeah. the inspiration for some of the art that has gone into these labels. Uh, he's the father of national parks. So, um, you know, really into conservatorship for, um, the nature that we have in our country. And, uh, so yeah, each, uh, each bottle has a bit of a, a nod to him. It's not necessarily him exactly, but it is kind of like a representation of him. and then um, there's or, also there's
1: copyright. We don't want any copyright <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's also a quote uh, on each bottle, and uh, you know, if trees weren't enough to kind of lead you down a thoughtful path, these quotes are certainly ones that you can ponder on for a significant amount of time.
1: <laughs> so for the lost monarch, it, it, he says, "In every walk with nature." One receives far more than he seeks. hey Yeah. hey <laughs> Can you add some... <laughs> <pfft>? some mind-blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It seems like this type of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: have you listened to our podcast? A lot, lots of air horns. We always called it the air horn podcast. Yeah, yeah once we did. <laughs> we were workshopping that. <laughs> well, uh, great. This really is mm-hmm. great, great work here. It's, uh, it's delicious both on the palate and uh, aromatically And I think it's gonna pair well with our with our pairing today. Definitely. A couple more pairing questions for you. If you had to text about this and you can only do it in emojis, Mm -hmm. how would you describe Lost Monarch?
0: You know, this emoji question <laughs> is a toughie for me because I'm not a big uh, emoji user. I'm like a GIF user. Um, but you can also
1: give it to us in GIF. No. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's hard to like describe GIFs though because yeah. they're like in motion. Right. You know, they're kind of like a little bit more. That's the whole point of GIFs is like they're very visual. But I did, uh, I did think of a few things that I would do uh, if it was a French purely emoji. And okay. the first one is an ice cream cone.
1: Oh. Yeah. 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 The
0: second one is a stick of butter. Yes. And then the last one is fireworks. Oh. Because for me, this lulls you in with a sense of like that creamy bourbon nose, like it has like a real kind of vanilla, butterscotchy softness to it. And then you just start to feel the viscosity that you might expect from bourbon on mm. your tongue and then. Ow, pop rocks all over your palate and that's the yeah. rye so it's kind of like the tingles uh yeah, in there like as well that. yeah
1: <laughs> i want to get that tattooed on me i feel like those three emojis could be yeah and fireworks yeah uh that's great what, what a, i gotta say if it were a gift, what would it be oh my
0: gosh Ooh. <laughs> it'd probably be a hair flip Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't know what I am, but you're going to find oh, out. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. A little sass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little sassy. Maybe to
1: the, to the Instagram post, maybe? Oh, yeah. I don't know how the technology works. <laughs> who, who would uh, be the, would we record you for the GIF or... <laughs> Well, okay, Bobby's making a bald joke for me now. He's pointing at me. I'm, I'm we do? Yeah, I can't toss my hair back. I'm sorry. I don't have the hair to do that anymore, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Lauren, if, if we would choose you, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. We'll
0: okay. do my best to model the real embodiment of the emotion <laughs> okay. of sass from this bottle.
1: We should turn every podcast into a gif of some, some sure. sort of image every time, I think. Yeah. Okay. And s'mores. Maybe <laughs> me eating s'more alone <laughs> in the woods, <laughs> drinking the whiskey, watching the tree. But like the Bigfoot, you know, ha- with the yeah. awkward, yeah. you know, walk. <laughs> now he's s'more. making fat jokes about me Okay, first fault. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> All right. So what? Uh, what bingeable series would you pair with this?
0: Uh I think that I I mean I love cooking shows. So yes. I have chose a barbecue showdown oh, because okay. it's like the American yes. British baking show. And uh every uh character on that show is like a beautiful human being. Yeah. I mean as far as I know which is what is represented on the TV show. Right. Um but the food is ridiculous and you know as kind of what we were talking about before, barbecue and whiskey go so well together mm-hmm. because I think that the whiskey kind of cuts through some of the fat, some of the sugar some of the the heat as well and so it kind of looks a palate cleanser each time you're going in for another bite
1: yeah i'm really hungry Are are, as a barbecue showdown are they really nice like they are i've never seen it are they like like a great oh my gosh because i'm a top chef guy and you know how terrible they can be Mm. or mean you know and then (laughs) (laughs) the the drama on the british baking show is well the the crisp isn't quite (laughs) baked enough
0: (laughs) 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 I think I cried every episode of Barbecue Showdown, but I'm also an easy crier. So (laughs) I
1: have to check that out for sure. It's precious. What song would you pair with this whiskey?
0: Wow, I mean, as somebody who listens almost exclusively to synthwave, uh, I feel like this is a tough question. But um, because this is uh, a whiskey that isn't exactly uh, what it seems, and it's kind of like takes you on a ride, I chose uh, "Upside Down" by Diana Ross.
1: Oh, okay, okay, cool, yeah, because
0: it turns you upside down and round and round and yeah. inside out and all that good stuff.
1: Nice, <laughs> we get our hair flip. I'm like, I'm liking the direction we're going. Yeah. And then I um, also wanted to ask you, you guys have a really cool uh, project you participate in. I think it's called One Bottle, One Tree. I, m- I might be wrong, what, but you basically, for every bottle sold, you plant a tree. Could you tell us about that's? What- is, is that what it's called? One bottle, one tree.
0: No, but that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they should rebrand. Uh, it's uh, trees for the future. Oh, there is it? And then we do one tree planted as well. So one tree uh, planted right. is the uh, is uh, a more local. They do things kind of within the United States, and we've done a couple of uh, programs with them. But the one that we do uh, a bottle per. Uh, a, a tree per bottle, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, trees for the future. And okay. so it's where uh, the trees get planted where it's going to have the highest environmental impact. So and mostly... So
1: anywhere in the country or the it's, world?
0: It's in the world. Oh. So typically mm-hmm. it's in um, a Latin America or in Africa oh, where wow. it's going to, where there's some serious deforestation. So...
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is just a side, an aside, but for, for redwoods, how do they propagate? I mean, is that, are they hard to propagate? They're so old. Yeah. Does it, I wonder how that happens. I mean... You're not, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming you're an expert on redwood, you know, on not, all things trees. Yeah.
0: Well, um, they do take a long time to grow. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is there, I mean, this seems like a tangent, but I'll get back to this question. There's an incredible zip lining course, like pretty close to, uh, the distillery. Oh. And, uh, I actually went, I lived in that area pretty much my whole life, but I'd never been on it. And when I finally got to go on it, it was amazing. Um, but almost all of the redwoods in that area had been cut down to rebuild San Francisco years ago right. when San Francisco burned all down. And so, yeah, it's been, I don't know. I, this is, I'm also not, don't know the history of San Francisco as well. So like maybe a hundred years or so. And so the trees are just starting to kind of like, I mean, wow. they're, they're big, but they're nothing like the, oh, uh, the old fully grown uh, mature. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So
1: very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, those are my questions. Do you have anything? For <laughs> oh, no, 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 no Make an awkward. Well, that's oh.
0: all I got. So did I win? I, yeah. I, I answered all of your questions. Did
1: <laughs> yeah, we had that. De-ding. Yeah. yeah.
0: Ring a bell you or you something. Any,
1: any no, bell? I think that's, uh, yeah, really interesting. The charity events. Uh, very cool. Last question. Would you, um, could we borrow, would you escort us into the national park with more materials, Redwood Empire whiskey, a Duraflame and yeah. several lighters. Which which nas- national park cuz are we what's nearest to I the think distillery? We'll go to Smokies. We'll oh, go Smokies. Oh, Smokies? Okay. Oh yeah, we could go well, we got the budget for the Smokies. I don't think okay. the bu- I don't think there's Ta- podcast has Towns- Towns- send us out to Towns in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> South Carolina's got one too, I think. They have got that new one. Oh, they got a new one. There's kind of like near Columbia. <laughs> it doesn't sound great. <laughs> no it doesn't. Sorry <laughs> if you're from South Carolina, but no, seriously, we're really sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, would you, do you mind escorting us into the park? Because it seems like yeah. you've done this before. Yeah. You sneak, I, sneak all sorts of contraband into the national parks.
0: Again, I feel like I'm being pushed into admitting <laughs> to, like, conspiracy to commit a crime <laughs> right now. But uh, but sure, I'm winking. I'm winking right now. But yes, uh, yes. absolutely. <laughs>
1: awesome. Well, we're about to uh, take a little road trip. Um Thank you so much for yes. joining us today and telling us about your really delicious whiskeys. We've got uh, Emerald Giant. We've got all three of these, the Pipe Dream, with us. So we might taste do a little more tasting on our road trip to the Smokies. Mm-hmm. For sure. So let's do it. Thank you so much for joining us today. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. If you love what to drink, would you please hit the follow button? Give us five stars if your heart will allow it and leave a review with any pairing or person you'd like to hear from in the future. Thanks for listening.